Hello and welcome to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I am searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from integrity deficit disorder, IDD. We have as our guest today, Lori Allison Craig, who is a certified financial planner, a certified integrative nutrition health coach, an internationally certified Kundalini yoga instructor. She's been honored as citizen of the year and volunteer of the year by two Oregon communities and holds an MBA from California Lutheran University School of Management, which named her as one of their distinguished alumni. Lori, are you there? I am, John. That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot of stuff. People wonder how I got all that, and I'm just like, well, one thing at a time. <laughs> yeah, I guess if, you're, if you keep it open, it'll come to you. And there you go. Now, that my my next question is is where do you find the time for all these things? Is was it just um? Do you have a favorite more of one of the, one of more of the other? Uh... <laughs> well, people have accused me of having a plate so full things are like dripping off the edges. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I just make time. You know, I just have such a passion for all of these different things that um, it's just not an issue. It's uh, And I also, like I said before, I just do one thing at a time. I don't do them all at once. And I've just ended up having a resume that's kind of like a rock star, but it was just putting one foot in front of the other. Well, that's, you know, being right place, right time, those kind of things help too. Mm -hmm. um, and I would, would assume that you're doing that in the in the right order because these things that you're into now and doing that seem to be coming to you is uh that's really something it really is well uh, it, i just want to mention that um you know intention is the cause with an effect and we're choosing in every moment what we want the effect desired and it's just what I've been doing my entire life. Well, uh, no doubt. It takes uh, uh, a lengthy bit of time to accumulate all this that, that you're doing and that you have. It's uh, really mm -hmm. special, I think. Thank you. I'm looking at some of the things said about you regarding five trends likely to have the biggest impact on most people. And they're delineated here. One is the impact of the COVID-19. The next is lower interest rates. Then comes climate change. Then U.S.'s declining global power and baby boomers inability to retire. Now, these are framed as uh, economic trends. Yes, yeah, those, those? yeah, the those are the trends that are going on right now. 
um, we have so many things that are happening with um, the COVID, things that we don't really know how they're going to play out. Uh, we can see that the um, um, it looks like unemployment benefits might be reducing or those extra benefits going away altogether. So we have a population that um, could really be struggling here, wondering how they're going to keep a roof over their heads and food on the table. And uh, it, it, it's unknown what that's going to look like in the future. And yet the interesting thing is, like the top 12 billionaires in the world have just um, crossed over into the trillion-dollar category with the 12 of them together. So a lot more disparity between the wealthy and the not wealthy. Um, and things are going to change. Uh, more people are working from home. I had a weird experience yesterday. I was trying to get a new print cartridge for my um, printer at home. And I went to five stores and I couldn't find them. And I said, well, what's the issue here? And they're saying, well, people are working from home now and they're just coming in and sucking up those print cartridges as soon as they come in. Mm -hmm. um, you know, little things like that are just going to affect every aspect of our lives going future into the future. Um, so remind me now about the the second thing you wrote you wrote off uh, or read off all five things. Yep. Let me ask you this before we move on oh, to the uh -huh. other four. The uh, what kind of printer do you have? It's a Canon. I see. Um, I have an HP, and I have a monthly uh, subscription for ink. Oh, that's and smart. <laughs> and they send it, and they and they send it to me. So I bet if HP's doing it, then probably Canon's doing it too. <laughs> Thank that you, you for that. I you, appreciate you, it. <laughs> you won't have to go store to store anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would have been much easier to go onto um, Amazon and order it, and sure. and even that's a little bit backlogged. But I needed it like immediately. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had to print off some documents to scan and send off and um yeah, I was a little frustrated. Okay, after after the virus, the economic impact on the virus mm -hmm. that the virus causes, um lower interest rates is your next item as an economic right. trend. So interest rates are at an all-time low right now, and we don't expect them to be going up uh, anytime in the future. So it helps some people and it hurts some people. All of these things that I'm going to talk about are going to help some people and they're going to hurt some people. And if, if people understand these, then they can be on the right side of it. Uh, instead of a victim of it. But the interest rates, um, so right now is a, a great time to buy a house um, with low interest rates and <clears throat> borrowing if you have a way to pay that back. This is a great time to borrow and leverage yourself up. Um, but if your income is iffy, this is the 
terrible time to go out and borrow. Um, and it's going to be affecting retirees, especially uh, in the not so distant past. Money markets used to yield, you know, four or five percent, and retirees could live on that if they had enough savings. Well, now it's getting a little challenging to actually get that kind of interest rate. So um, retirees are having to invest a little bit more aggressively in order to get um, the return they need to have, you know, the retirement that they want. So um, always two sides to everything. Um, Yeah. I know the... um... The talking heads on the financial shows will uh, will let you know pretty quick that those seniors, let's call them, that were mm-hmm. counting on some sort of yield with respect to their savings, it's not happening, and it's not happening because of of what the Fed has got has done again. Mm-hmm. The Fed the Fed did this in two thousand and eight with that uh, credit crisis. And mm-hmm. now we have the same thing in terms of liquidity that's just going everywhere on Wall Street, but nowhere on Main Street. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a, the Fed wants to um, do what it can to get to a 3% GDP. Um, that's considered healthy. So, you know, the Fed doesn't have a lot of, you know, quivers um, that they can use, but the one is um, changing those interest rates. So they're doing, I think, they're doing the best job that they can, but people have to understand how that affects them and how to take advantage of it and how to protect themselves um, from it also. Exactly. Um, in the in the long run, there's going to be, um, I guess, uh, a, a factor that people are going to follow more, and that would be uh, uh, the percentage of debt to GDP. Uh, mm-hmm. Currently, currently the debt to GDP is 136 mm-hmm. percent. So we, and that's and it's and it's just growing every time. Uh, uh, Chairman Powell decides to throw more money at it. Then <laughs> the, the great it started with uh, Bernanke, the helicopter guy. Um, hmm. If you recall, the helicopter money they were going to drop everywhere. Mm-hmm. But uh, the debt to GDP is uh, its something that we'll need to keep our eyes on. Well, there's something um, that I learned in my economics course. And that, you know, a lot of people compare, you know, their household budget. And, hey, I watch my spending. I don't spend more than my income, you know, if they're wise um the thing that's different about government is supposedly our country will survive infinitely or in perpetuity and so what has been happening is the kicking of the can you know down the road um Mm -hmm. and uh government's able to get away with it by doing that, by kicking the can down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, do I do not know what it's going to look like way down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, it would seem at some point in time, 
they're either going to write it down and that's going to hurt a lot of people or, um, you know, it's just unknown what it's going to look like. But it's not really like a panic situation right now. But wisdom is that we stop increasing all of this debt. Um, And it's just interesting how we have different ideas about how to solve that. And it would be really nice if people could start looking at the problem instead of throwing darts at each other. And I think that's where we're at right now. Well, hopefully we'll be able to maintain our uh, currency reserve status. You know, the dollar Mm -hmm. has always been king and that worldwide. But as the interest rates have dropped like they have, then there is some scrutiny now with respect to what it's going to do. The the lower interest rates could have an effect on that. Well, I'll tell you something. Um, Asians have always historically kept USD, you know, uh, US dollars in their safes Mm -hmm. as backup. Mm -hmm. They're really good about, you know, keeping something for a backup and they are moving away from keeping um, U.S. dollars in their safes. So there's certainly a weakening in the confidence of the U.S. dollar internationally. Right. Yeah. Now, how would climate change come into affect the economic trends? Well, um climate change could threaten our whole financial system um, take a look at our food systems our our farms and everything as the world heats up we'll have more droughts and farms are going to go under and the banks that you know supply the money loan the money to the farmers um, those farmers can't grow their crops and sell the crops that can't pay the loans back and that could threaten you know banks going under and all the companies that are associated with it and i'm just using one um aspect of you know um, businesses that can be affected by the climate change um so as those loans go under the bank balance sheets can be damaged just like they were during our subprime mortgages uh, back in 2009. Mm -hmm. So it's something to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the the next item we probably touched on already. I think I may have jumped the gun. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) The U.S. is declining global power. And mm-hmm. you've got that as one of the economic trends, and and we right. talked about that some because the lower interest rates and um, mm-hmm. well, I guess we just go ahead. Well, I, I would just say that China is emerging as the economic powerhouse, um, and they're not the most ethical folks in the world as we've been noticing you know just lately in the news um how they've been using TikTok um and all of the kind of spying that's been going on our country and the 
theft of our technology. I mean, they just don't have any honor. And these are the folks that we're going to, you know, be looking to as, you know, our economic powerhouse. Um, And there are other things that, you know, if the Chinese exports are slowed down, that means we have to buy inside the U.S. and things that are made by the U.S. And those, you know, our workers are paid more than Chinese workers. So our cost of goods are going to go up. Um, Probably something I didn't mention, but with climate change, you know, the price of food is going to go up. Um, almost everything coming down the pike economically with these trends is going to make everything cost more. And people need to be aware of that. Um, they should start thinking about, you know, how to simplify, um, how to downsize, uh, live with less. So Americans have been so used to living the life you know, we're in the top 5% of the world as far as having our lifestyle, um, the availability of all the commodities to us. And the rest of the world has been, you know, kind of jealous. Like, hey, we want to live like Americans. Part of why we have so many immigrants coming in from um, Mexico. It's like they want to have the American lifestyle. And uh, we're simply... Our lifestyle is going to have to um, pare down in order to make way for all these other people in the world who want their lifestyle to be better. Um, It just has to balance out in the future. It's not going to stay the way that it is. And I think that's something that people really need to understand is we are in for um, a shift. We're going through it right now. And um, it, it's important to prepare for that shift and not be a victim of it. Well, I agree. I agree. The uh, the, the matter I see is, is a lot of pressure on our pocketbooks. Yes. And, and that's coming at us. And we, know, we don't really know it right now, but that's really coming at us more so mm-hmm. in the next three to five years. And when Absolutely, people start thinking, yeah. I don't know that they think that far out. You know, they think that this is all going to be gone. The virus is going to be gone and everything's going to be back to where we were. I don't know about that. You know, we might be living with this for you know, the rest of our lives. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Well, there, there's so much coming down the pike and it's... Um, Almost everything that's coming down that we're seeing economically is that everything's going to cost more. And people have to adjust to that. And and it's hard. (laughs) It is. The the last one is about how hard it is. Baby boomers, inability to retire. Right. Uh, I was at the grocery store just yesterday and I saw... All these people look like they were in their 70s and 80s helping, you know, with getting groceries out or um, helping in the grocery store. And I'm just, oh, my goodness. It's the older generation just isn't able to retire. 
and they're trying to hang on as long as possible and they're not getting out of the way for the younger generations coming up. So it affects everybody. It affects the boomers who can't retire. It affects the millennials who have to get more creative and innovative about um, creating jobs for themselves, uh, maybe starting their own businesses. Uh, It's a big one. It is. It is. I I talked to a couple of people in, in doing interviews. Uh, one was in May, and it was um, a fellow named Bob Giles, who was one of the, uh, he was a Pulitzer, Pulitzer Prize uh, winner over the newspaper in the settings of uh, Kent, the shootings at Kent State. That, that happened 50 years ago. There was a 50-year anniversary mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. And he, mm-hmm. he had just released his book, and he is, I believe, 85. Um, and mm-hmm. I was looking at my phone call from yesterday. My interview coming up this Friday is from a gentleman who's 86. Wow. And when I, when I called him, he, he, I couldn't hear him very well. I said, well, let me, let me give you my email address. You can write it down. He said, well, I'm out here driving and I can't reach the pen. And I thought, 86, <laughs> you, ought to, you ought to be home. <laughs> you know? But, you know, maybe we'll all be that way. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> Hopefully, if we, you know, if we take care of, take care of our bodies, take care of the, the, uh, the, uh, the powers, right? The powers, that was one of the uh, power items. Right. Yeah, my my three personal powers. Mm-hmm. The the first one is inner power, and second one's physical health, and the third one's financial wellness. And being mindful about all three of those. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think all of our power, everybody, that inner power, it starts with the inner power, and it's had it ignite that inner power every day by being mindful and aligning your thoughts and emotions, your actions with the highest part of yourself Mm -hmm. and having awareness of these inner currents is the first step to understanding Mm -hmm. the experiences that you um, bring into being and why you bring those into being. So intention is cause with an effect, and the effect desired is chosen in every moment. It's part of mindful practice. Just pull your, and it, it also it's helpful for getting through this whole COVID quarantine is it pulls you into the present, and you don't have to think about the past or the future, or what that's going to look like. If you bring yourself into the present, it's um, much more more peaceful for yourself. Is this where, I believe you have a a, a statement um, called uh, mind money. Can you elaborate on mind, mind money? Yes. Now, understand, I am a certified financial planner. And financial planning is all about, you know, looking at the past and fixing any past mistakes you've made or looking to the future like, oh, we have to plan for 
um, retirement or buying a house or college education and that. And these are all important. Um, it's amazing how many people, it, it all starts with a budget. And it's amazing how many people can't do that first step. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. mind money actually is a little simpler than that. And that is pulling yourself into the present the every day, how you spend your money. Do I really need that? Uh, you know, am I taking away from somebody else if I buy that? Um, it's like every dollar that you spend um, is a vote for that product that you're buying or that service that you're buying. And if you choose to vote for the businesses that are economically, socially, and governmentally responsible, it's a vote for something I call thrival of our world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, being in the present and thinking about the personal and global implications of how you spend your money um, is pulling yourself into the present about, you know, those those dollars you're spending. And it will make, if everybody did that, can you imagine if everybody did that, thought about every dollar they spent, whether it was going to be for the continuance of the world? Mm -hmm. um, versus the existential threat of spending that dollar, what a change we could make in the world. Mm -hmm. So it's it's being in the present. Um, it's, I understand. It, it's, there's actually a little bit more to that. So mindful spending or mind money should be focused on, you know, nourishing relationships. Um, Wellness, it's like spending money for healthy food um, and spirituality. Relationships are the most important thing that will make you happy. Harvard has the longest running study, um, and it's too long to talk about here, but they studied um, a lot of people um, starting, they were students at Harvard and started in like 1934. And they've not only studied all those students um, and their control group was in the same city. They took the same number of males. And when and a lot of them got into their 90s now. And what they have said is important. What makes them feel successful about life is relationships. It's not how much money they have. Um, it's you know, happy relationships. Lori, please tell our listeners how to find you. Well, I have a website that is lauriealisoncraig.com, and that's with two R's and two L's. So it's lauriealisoncraig.com. I also understand that uh, you offer an environmental social governance investment platform that people can socially and consciously investors who yes. want to make a positive impact on the world. And that would also be the place to go to, to accomplish that. Is that right? Absolutely. Yes. Great. 
Wonderful. Well, thank you, uh, Lori, for, for being our guest today. It's It's been really interesting. And um, well, John, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, it is has been good. And uh, I want to thank you listeners for tuning in to Searching for Integrity. So long and happy trails to all. <laughs>